You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, the the big question people have, I think, is what actually happened on the 86-yard touchdown run. Yeah. So they gave up a toss run where earlier in the game where it was run to the weak side and they're spinning into like a too deep look after disguising. And, you know, that was an unfortunate one where the tackling just sucked. And that they, they did have some poor tackling in space in this game. That was one of those where it's a good play call, but you should make the tackle for like, uh, they had it at like five or so yards because they still had a uh, cornerback force out there. But that was tackling. Now, the 86-yard uh, game winner for Josh Jacobs, that was... That, that was tackling, but before that, they just didn't fit it upright. So Griffin's kindly drawn it up here. And essentially, it, I mean, it was quite clever from the Raiders because they'd been running a lot of uh, wide stretch. So the fullbacks going what would be going wider and the running back would be going wider. And Seattle kind of got a bit lucky against that. Like the fullback got a bit lost going wide. Seattle was able to run it out to the sideline when they're in the too deep look. And they were able to get like pretty good stops, along with some of the plays they just straight up won. Now, interestingly, on this play, the nose tackle, and I think because Seattle was technically, they may have been running something called luggage, where they don't technically, it's not technically a bear. Uh, it wouldn't be the same. Basically, the nose tackle shades, and they they shade the coverage to the, the threat, which is Devontae Adams. So it enables them to play a cloud more often to Devontae Adams than the other receiver. So it's not always going to be quarter, quarter, half. However, in this look where the, the uh, big 86-yard game-winning touchdown run happens, Seattle's in quarter, quarter, half. So it's exactly the same as the, the tight wheel six stuff we spoke about. Right. And and as Griffin has drawn up here, the Raiders run, ran <coughs> ISO. Now, that was a problem for Seattle because the way in which that was blocked up, uh, Cody Barton, 
he is correct in falling into his A gap with the way Seattle's fitting it. If you look at drawings of Fangio's uh, Eagle Six, which is the same looking front, that linebacker fits the A gap because the nose tackle shaded into the other A gap. And the way that they blocked it was the center and the guard doubled the nose tackle and then work, looked to work up to Barton. The cutback is still a threat. Barton has to play it and the running back's path is tight. So but Barton still has to play it. Now, the front side kind of deal which was going on is Brooks took on the, the fullback and he spilled the football. Because the way Seattle fits this is they have Barton as the backside kind of lever player, but he has a gap. Then they have Brooks, who he has technically the C gap, but he's more like a spill run through player. And then the outside help is supposed to be Quandre Diggs, fitting kind of the C gap also. But I mean, it's it's more it's more he's just the front side turn back player. He's the that's outside where, help. That's where and geometry that's, gets you. That's where geometry gets you. But that's how Seattle has done it in the past. Is how. Uh, Mr. Bo Pellini, he he did it, and obviously he's been influenced by Pete Carroll over the years. A, a big part of his thing is sort of constantly saying that a hot, too high safety is the front side lever player or the backside lever player. Anyway, so what happened was Brooks spilled it and he took it on pretty thick. And interestingly, Pete Carroll wasn't talking about that play in particular, but he was just talking about Brooks, and he said, um. Hold on, what did he say? Oh yeah, linebacker. He said linebackers get in trouble when they get because linebackers when they get in trouble they get out of position and sometimes you know he's such an aggressive player. Pete said about Brooks. Now he didn't mention that play, but I think that was the play in his mind because Brooks was so aggressive. He smashed downhill on it. He was saying about how Pete, uh, how Brooks still has a bit to learn, and I think it is sort of like you know his aggression sometimes does get him in bad spots and. But he still spilled the football. It was just, it was just a bit wide, a bit thick, and it it didn't fully, uh, fully do well, it. Now it did, it it did hit inside him. So he ends up losing the the block yeah, on the yeah, fullback. Yeah, and, he, and he got he got kicked out. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't so, spill it. But I think, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, and finish your thought. Well, yeah, if you had a thought. Yeah. So basically, then Clint Her, interestingly, he. He said that the having a solid fit with the outside backer in the corner was the the important part. And then he said, obviously, the, the two high safety defense, the ball should never go for eight six yards because the two the two high safeties should come up and one of them should make the tackle. Right. Which was Josh Jones who took a terrible angle. But you were, you were saying about Brooks. Yeah. Well, so I, I think first we start with, well, like you have already started with. When this this you've got seven blockers, so eight gaps, and then initially in the box you have seven defenders. So, so when you're when you're outnumbered in the box, you then have to make a decision. Either you are trying to fit the run with only seven primary run fitters against eight gaps. So that means someone has to two gap or the defensive lineman one gap and then the linebackers have to play a two gap technique where they would have to like flow with the or track and stack the flow and then fall back if necessary. Like they're just basically both the two of them are handling three gaps basically. 
Um, or you can pretend like time and space and numbers and arithmetic doesn't exist. And you just pretend like this quarter safety right here, he's a primary run fitter. So if there's lead action toward the wide tight end, like you were saying, Maddie, that he's, you just pretend like he's in the box the whole time and he would take on the front side shoulder of, of a, of a fullback, you know, on paper in theory, Brooks, the inside shoulder, and then Barton right there. So you're pretending like you're fitting the run from too high while you're playing gapped out one gap principles, meaning you've got eight defenders for eight gaps or seven defenders for seven gaps, so on and so forth. Um, in this instance, because, because Diggs gets picked off, like you were saying, the corner, he would need to fold in or replace mm. and he would be right there to make the tackle, the, but he doesn't. He, he stays outside. Yeah. He stays tucked outside with now, Nwosu, and now they've got two extra defenders. But yeah, I really think Nwosu, I think Nwosu should have um the way the way that all played out and the communication they had pre-snap, I think Nwosu should have just made got an inside move in there. And, and which he's done a lot of this year. He does, too. A, does tons of, yeah. I think the problem though is that he, they were, like you were saying, they were expecting some toss or zone lead, zone stretch. Mm-hmm. So he's thinking, I need to just set a hard edge. And they'd had a lot of that. This is the first time they saw an ISO run out of this look. They they had ISO from a like a fake 20 personnel. Technically, it would have been 11, but they had yeah. it from that. And Seattle fit it brilliantly because they had. Uh, Lever spill, lever, um, cover three kind of look in there, right? This now, though, they had not seen, and I think they just they just got got one. One last thing though, I want to say though, because they I think what comes down to Brooks playing this, getting caught and playing this, the block not well, he doesn't play it wrong per se, he doesn't play it well, is really I think the operative term here is that because they're trying to play gapped out from too high, you often have the way you engage the a blocker from the second level you take it on more thick so to speak so you try to get more square down the middle and then work to the leverage that you need to as opposed to something shouldering the guy well, by the way. yeah so like they had plenty of examples this game where they're gapped out or or brooks is the the front side lever defender even if they're too high against stretch so he can play more aggressively and like shoulder rip guys or speed rip guys and he was thumping guys doing that. And he had no problem getting the, the proper leverage because this came more downhill at him. And he's the spill defender in this case. He's trying to take it on thick so that you can buy time for that the safety coming from depth to come down and play. Even though you're playing gapped out, he doesn't get to play as aggressively as he normally would. And I think he also was thinking, because he gets wide at first. He gets wider than he needs to. I think he's also thinking in his mind, some sort of stretch play or toss play. Yeah. Yep. So he gets too wide and he gets out of position and then goes, "Uh oh, I, now I got to play my technique." So he kind of, he kind of just shoulders him through the middle as opposed to the guy's inside half, and then he just gets his feet messed up. And then the the tackle, the 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 fullback doesn't even block him per se. He just turns, which effectively blocks him because it's a game of leverage. But he doesn't like move Brooks's body per se, and that's just the angles and the way he takes it on and the mindset of. You know, it, it messes them up. And ISO really was a great change up to the lead and toss plays they were running, right? Or the zone lead stuff. 